What's up, y'all? We got Lauren and Clay Hughes today. I could not wait to publish this one because they were just a delight to talk to. An amazing backstory of taking risk and belief and doing all the right things and working hard. And uh, they're so vulnerable and open with their story and everything they've accomplished. And you can just feel kind of the how genuine and authentic they are. And you just really root for people like this to win because they're doing things the right way. They have kind hearts. Um, so I just had an absolute blast and it was a pleasure speaking with them and there's something all of us can learn from their story um so really just delighted to have them on and i hope you all enjoy it as well um if you do have ideas for who you want on the pod or know someone that maybe has a story or something to share definitely let us know um shoot me an email kevininspector.com and uh, we'll keep these episodes cranking for you guys and last but not least share the pod, um, share it on your network and your Facebook groups. Um, it really helps us keep going and make this bigger and better and seek out more guests that are helpful to our industry. So as much as you can help that and, um, and share the knowledge, it's great for our industry. And I think we can all um, appreciate and enjoy that. So share the pod, leave it a review, um, do everything you can, and we'll keep the, the good content and guests coming. All right. Enjoy. All right, we are rolling, Lauren and Clay. Thank you for joining. Um, I'm excited about this one because I think it's going to relate to a lot of folks out there. Welcome. How are you guys? Yeah, we're doing good, Kevin. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Um, so how did we get in touch in the first place? Did did we reach out to you guys, or do you guys listen to the pod? Like, how did how did we get in touch to even do this app? You reached out to us. Actually, we do a lot of social media. Yes. And, um, so when we first got the software, we had uh, Rodaline. I hope I'm saying that right. Yep. Yep. We built our website and she has been just like our number one fan ever since. She was one of our first followers. social media followers, which was great. Really? That's so sweet. Always commenting and liking our posts and stuff. And so I think just a couple months ago when we made the big jump uh, of him quitting his day job, she reached out and was like, whoa, you guys have to talk to Kevin. And we were like, sweet, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love when they hear your stories and then they, there's like, Kevin, this is going to be a good story. You got to share this. So let's let's jump right into the backstory because even in just a minute we spoke before we jumped on, some big life changes have led up to you guys getting into this industry. So I'd love for you to share kind of what you were doing prior and kind of how you got into this this wonderful business because I'm sure lots will love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we've been in about, we're about 18 months in from the launch. Um, mm -hmm. At the time, I was working in the aviation industry. I was a, I was an inspector, a quality guy. Uh, so I, I had a background in writing inspection reports and, and things like that. And, um, you know, it was actually a lucrative career. It was going good. I was about uh, 13 years in deep into okay. I've been doing it out of high school and uh, it was stressful. It's not always easy keeping airplanes in the air. Um, so with that being said, there was a lot of stress and I, and I was kind of getting ready to make a move. And uh, I had thought about doing home inspections actually because of the home inspector that I hired when we moved from DFW out to the farm outside of Hillsboro. He was a super cool guy. We chatted for about an hour after the inspection and he just could not stop telling me how much he loved his job, the freedom it gave. So I always had that in the back of my mind. I was like, I think I could do this. And it just was always kind of sitting there dwelling in my mind. So it got to a point in, in my career where I was just, it was just too much stress. And I, I remember coming home and, and talking to the wife and kids. We have three small children. We're sitting at dinner and saying, hey, I think I'm going to make a change. And she was like, go for it, do it. 
go get in the classes, start studying up. So I was like, okay, I didn't really know where to start, you know? So in Texas, we actually have to be licensed, not just certified, like through InterNACHI. So um, I looked at it, I had to do, you know, night school. And then we also have to train 40 hours with an inspector on site. So that was kind of like a scary thing. I didn't know what to do. I was like, who am I going to find? So um, I actually reached out to the guy who did my house. And I said, hey, uh, would you be willing to train me? Because he was so friendly. And he was absolutely, he gave me all the, you know, this is what you need to do. Go check out these schools. Um, give me a call once you finish your classes and you're ready to test. And we'll book a, a week of you coming out and doing home inspections with me. Wow. And little did I know when I when I made that first call that that guy would end up being my mentor. And now he's like my best friend. I mean, we, we talk four or five times a week. He's located a little bit south of me in Waco, Texas. And um, it's just really been a pleasure to be able to bounce ideas off of him mm -hmm. as well and, and ask him, hey, have you seen this before? Or does this look normal to you? Or how would you word this? And, and you know, and have that um, communication with an inspector that has 10, 15 years in the industry. Mm -hmm. Were you surprised by that at all? And I say that because when we, when we first got in the industry, I didn't hear stories of kind of that abundance mentality of kind of like the, the good karma pay it forward. Like, Hey, there's enough for all of us, you know, in, you know, did you, were you surprised by that? I, you know, when, after talking to him, when he did our home inspection, I wasn't surprised by this guy, yeah. but I, stories about enjoying Facebook groups, you know, when I first went into school and nobody could find a guy to train them. No one wanted to train their competition. Right. And he, he was never like that. I mean, he I'll, I can't tell you when we first got started, how many jobs he threw me yeah. just because he was like, hey, I gave someone your number. He didn't want to necessarily come up to Hillsboro or he, you know, might have been booked that way. And he's always thrown me inspections and he's always done that for other people. And so it really is, if you can find that in a mentor or a friend, that is rare because it's not always like that in the industry. You're right. It is rare. And, you know, on social media, I kind of been running the, the back end and trying to connect with people. And, you know, that's really important to us. And I'll try to connect with other local inspectors. A lot of them are, we're pretty rural. We're about an hour south of Dallas-Fort Worth. Okay. Still make the drive up, and we do often to do inspections up in DFW. So I tried to kind of, you know, start following other local inspectors and liking their posts and commenting and trying to get, you know, a little relationship going. And a lot of times it's just like silent. You know? <laughs> right. Like, hey, there's, you know, let's help each other out. Let's, you know, start networking. And I saw something in a meme the other day that said, um, there's a uh, competition at the bottom, but then at the top, you know, that's when people actually start working together, you know, and I thought about that and I thought, you know, we're kind of at the bottom. It's, you know, we're relatively new a year and a half in, but I don't feel like it should be competition at the bottom either. You know, I feel like we should be helping each other from day one and building, you know, building up relationships together, but it is kind of hard to find that you know like-minded sure uh, and i just by doing like it guarantee after this publishes you guys are going to meet a few other people that just want to connect and have that similar mentality because i've seen it just be like rocket fuel for young companies to where they don't see this competition everyone elevates each other and uh, it's a beautiful thing so you will find your people in your tribe if you haven't already but um lauren i wanted to ask you about the support that you clearly had 
when when clay came to the dinner table that night like what was going through your mind of like like what did you know about home inspections at the time and then just speak to that dynamic because to me the supportive spouse is like a very underrated absolutely recipe for success that doesn't get talked about enough yeah i think um you know we knew there would be some sacrifice we were very comfortable with his career in aerospace and i'm a nurse but i worked very part-time once or twice a month and mm -hmm. we home our kids and we were taking care of our farm and so for me it was like we had everything we needed but he said it's too much i'm too stressed you know, this isn't good for my soul. This isn't good for my spiritual life. And I said, okay, fine. You know, whatever we need to do, if I need to pick up shifts, which is what's so great about being a nurse, you know, right. I can kind of go and do that. But that was kind of the initial thought. And then to see him just working so hard, you know, he would drive an hour up to DFW for his aerospace, his former job, um, and, you know, get in there by 6 a.m., work till two, get home, do his studying. And then when we launched the business, he was leaving the house at 4.30, getting up to work, managing 60 guys, leaving there, going and inspecting, not getting home until nine or 10 o'clock at night. I mean, I couldn't do anything but support him. <laughs> and, you know, he's just been working so hard. So, the, I mean, that's a beautiful story. And like, I've it's it resonates with me so i'm even like borderline getting emotional here being like wow that double duty and kind of the effort and sacrifice it takes from both of you to even get to the point of doing a couple hundred inspections and kind of hitting that like wow this is sustainable this is going to work let's dig into that clay of kind of like if you could even speak to like what it's like however long that period was of waking up early grinding all day then studying and then you know, it's just only so many hours in a day, right? Like, did you really? It's pretty hard, you know, and one of the things that you learn while you're doing, you, you think it's hard, especially coming from an aerospace background. I didn't have any house construction background. I mm. didn't know anything about framing or the types of foundations. So it was really hard going through school. Sure. And, uh, you know, I always try to tell people the easiest part about being a home inspector, though, is being an inspector. Because once you learn that, they teach you how to inspect. You learn about the home and how it's built and all the components. But getting out there and starting your own business is completely different. Because <laughs> once you've launched with your home inspector license, there's there's not a um, there's not a website that says, hey, we're going to hire you <laughs> if you're going to go on your own. You have to go out there and grind that road. So really, the school was the easy part. We did launch our first year, um, September of 21. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of like right at the end of COVID too, that was also a whole nother level of stress launching kind of right after COVID. In COVID. Some people were still into COVID. Some people weren't. So we were like, oh, you know, right. how's that dynamic going to be like? We did. We had one friend locally that was an agent mm -hmm. and um, they, so we got our first inspection that October and that was super exciting. As soon as I mm -hmm. uh, finished out setting up my payment inspectora, like that night, I got a text. Do you want an inspection? And I was like, yes. <laughs> How did that feel? Let's. I, I I love zeroing in on that moment because that's like the moment it all starts, right? Yeah, it does. So you get that text and you're like, hey, do you want an inspection 45 minutes east of you? Yes. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know how to do this, right? I don't know how to like, I, do I call the client? You know, you don't really know any of this. So I remember I was actually at the day job when I got the text and I, I, I just stopped everything and ran off into the corner called the wife and was like, hey, I got an inspection. I got an inspection. 
it's just okay so now time to go to work mm -hmm. you know um and it did it took a while we had three inspections our second month mm -hmm. by december we had two inspections so it was just like it slowly gradually increased but then the first year we ended up at 76. yeah so it definitely yeah, yeah and, you know we set our initial plan you know everyone wants 100 inspections their first year <laughs> right. um but I remember watching, I believe, on Spectora or even on Internachi, watching interviews with startups and some guys get 10 inspections their first year. So I was I was happy to get 10. I told Lauren, she's like, no, you have to shoot higher. I said, if I can get 10, I'll be good. But to go back to what you were talking about, Kevin, the days were very long. Yeah. So we we homeschool. We had a farm. There was a lot of pastures not being mowed, a lot of animal projects not being done, which was fine. Um, but it definitely took a toll. He would, like we were saying, he would leave at 4.30 in the morning to go to his day job, get off at 2. Sometimes he'd leave early if he had a, a longer inspection that was going to have a septic or whatever extra things he was going to be doing. But for the most part, he was driving, you know, he was already an hour away from home at his day job. Then he'd probably, you know, drive at least another hour or an hour and a half to get yeah. to wherever he was going to inspect. And then he wasn't home until seven maybe eight o'clock if we were lucky I would have his dinner ready he'd scarf it down and then just head into his office to write his report yeah <laughs> so maybe 9 30 10 o'clock at night he you know get those early on those reports took a lot longer to write you know because he wanted to make sure he had everything in there right and so he'd be done he'd be exhausted and he'd go then and it was just like I was kind of lonely, you know, for about a year. Like it was just me and the kids and everything was about support dad. Just, you know, be patient with dad. Everything's going to be better. You know, like he's, you know, and it did it slowly. He got, even with the day job, he had a, a lot quicker routine when he got home. The report writing was a lot quicker. He was always working on making his report better, you know, so he could make it quicker on the side and all that. So ultimately, he was getting so busy that we had to make a decision and yeah. about the day job and the, the aerospace career. And yeah, we, we got to the point where I, luckily, and this isn't the case for a lot of people, but I, I went straight up and told my manager and the owner of the company, I sat him down and I said, um, I've made the decision to start a company. I'm a home inspector and I'm going to do this and I'm going to see it through. And um I, I just need to let y'all know where I stand. And they were actually nothing but supportive, even in my high level position. They said, when you have to miss, you miss. When you're here, you're here. And so there was times where I, we started picking up, you know, when you're doing like one here, two there a week, it's easy to schedule. But there was weeks, you know, I had four or five and a day job. And some of these, I couldn't go do at four o'clock in the afternoon. So I'd have to miss, miss some time. So about um, uh, probably March of this year, or early April of this year, we, we looked and said, <laughs> I said, what if we sell the farm? <laughs> I really want you to quit your day job. And he was like, well, we want to have our savings account to this amount. And I said, well, who cares? Why don't we just sell the farm? Then yeah. We can have a little money in the bank. And he's, oh, no. And we literally, it was so crazy. It was kind of a God thing. We looked at a little house in town, a little historical house that we thought was cute. And we said, well, we'll throw an offer in on it. And then the next day, our neighbor, I happened to mention to our neighbor that we were thinking about selling the farm. I said, I'll buy your house. I'll pay you cash. <laughs> yeah. So in like four days, we're under contract to buy this, you know, historical house in town, sell our farm. And a month later, we closed. And the day we closed, 
he put in his notice at the day job and said, that's it. And okay. we just went all in. And that was like, we were what, a year and a half in yeah. at that point with inspection, but mm -hmm. we were ready. Like, let's do it, you know, seize the day. And we were really picking up. And yeah, it, it, I came off like, I, and that's one thing I love about Spectora is you can look at the metrics. Yes. So I go in there and I look, I'm like, okay, I can forecast where we should be. Yeah. And I can see that. And I'm like, okay, we're picking up steadily, increasing, and we're on track in our second year to exactly double from our first year. Mm -hmm. And I say, it comes to a point when you have to say, do I let the business stay stagnant and not grow? Mm -hmm. Or do we just, we're going to go all in the business. It's going to succeed. And there's no option. There's no plan B. Yeah. We, we have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And then we, that's what we did. And that's yeah. where we're living now. So it has to go. It has to win. It was an easy sell to the kids because, um, you know, obviously they were giving up a lot. We, we were on about 10 acres up in, at her farm and we were moving to town. And, um, but, you know, I said, look, ultimately dad's going to be home a lot more, even though he's going to be working a full-time inspection job, he will have only one full-time job instead of two, <laughs> but he'll be home for dinner and he'll be able to play catch. And, you know, so I share a lot of that actually on social media, um, you know, like, look, my husband is home. He's riding bikes with the kids now. Thank you to everyone who supports us, you know? Um, and so that was an easy sell for the kids because they just wanted to have dad, you know, less stressed and, and it's been wonderful. There's nothing like less stress than, you know, giving up your day job and <laughs> going into a business. I want to ask you about the dynamic of like, no matter how much anyone loves a day job or a career or a W-2 salary, can you speak about the excitement and energy you had to do an inspection for you and your family's business as opposed to a job for someone else? Because it, for for myself, it was hard to lift a finger some days at the day job towards the end. Then when it was Spectora, I had endless energy. It was like, oh my God, this is unlike anything I've ever felt before in terms of the drive, the excitement, and kind of what you envision for your family, right? Yeah, it absolutely is. And that's exactly right. Toward, towards, you know, right before I left, it's really hard to get up and go do the job that, and everybody knows you're leaving. <laughs> but it's like, and, but I still had to care because of the industry it was in. I still had to care, but there's nothing like going and doing an inspection. And it is, it's my name. It's my family's name. It's the livelihood of our family. It's, it's our town. It's right. everything. And that passion is once you have that, and once you've started making those steps to realize you're going to do this, there's nothing, there's nothing like it. And I, and I don't even know if, if I had to go back to a, a, working for someone else at a day job, I would, I wouldn't say I wouldn't, but it would be really hard because when it is your, your passion, your baby, you know, it, you do whatever you can to make it succeed and, and you have that much more drive in it. Yeah. You're certain pride. I think we realized what kind of a platform it would give us in terms of like, growing relationships with people in our community, being able to, sure. you know, just being able to um, give back in a lot of ways, you know, with little sponsoring things that we do. Sometimes they have nothing to do with real estate, but they're supporting our small town. And then we're meeting these really great people. And it's obviously good for our brand to kind of move our name around and things like that. But I don't think we realize going into it how that passion is even more than just about you and your business and what you can do for your, you know, family, it becomes like, 
you know, you're connecting with other business owners and, and together you have these goals for, you know, us being in a small town, we have these goals for our town and our community and building those relationships has been really surprising and really beautiful, I feel like. I'm a big, big fan of, of what you just described, because to me, it, it's something different and deeper and more meaningful, which people feel because we're all just dealing with people at the end of the day, right? Like realtors and clients. And um, I think that energy gets passed to people and they just want to be around it and probably want to work with you because you are more than just like, hey, give me business. I'm a home inspector. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things when we kind of, I always talk about like the home inspecting is the easy part, but to go out and when you have to be able to read people, you have to be understanding that, hey, this is a castle to them, whether it's a, you know, a $50,000 remodel or a $2 million lake house. And we get kind of jaded because I see so much bad stuff all the time and I talk about it so often, but, you know, you have to be able to read people and understand and take that extra time. Um, I've always prided myself in, in the business is I'll take however long I need to at the walkthrough. You know, I schedule 30 minutes, but there's times when that takes longer. You got a first time home buyer. They look terrified and you've got to go through that whole process with them and let them understand. And the agents appreciate it. Um, it's a really a it's a team sport, although that you're a home inspector. But as you grow, your business grows, you're helping your agents. They're growing and everyone works together. And it, it's really a it's very symbiotic. You know, yeah. and it's really cool to watch. And that. You know, too, I think it's what you were saying, Kevin, about it's not just about, hey, can I have your business? Yeah. Um, I have made it a goal to never ask or like directly ask anyone that we've made connections with. Use us. Hey, do you need a home inspector? Hey, here's our car. You know, <laughs> I think that that that's not really our goal. You know, so even on social media, when we're connecting with agents and we end up, you know, back and forth in messaging, talking about our kids and talking about, you know, whatever is going on on our on our pages that day or in stories or whatever. Um, there's agents that we've connected with for months and months, and it's never come up. It's you know, that they would use us, anything. We're just continuing to just build a relationship with them. And then one day it's like, oh, by the way, you know, I put you on my list and blah, blah, blah. And then before you know it, that you take off in a business relationship with them. I mean, and they, they, everyone understands why we're here, especially on social media. The home inspector wants you to use him. I mean, that's, <laughs> you know, they understand that. Sure. But you have have an interest in them as a team mm -hmm. uh, when you're talking to agents especially like team leaders I love watching them their teams grow and they're bringing in more people and and be the guy that they can go to whether it's my inspection or not I want all my agents and my clients call me first if you have a question whether it was your client picked a different home inspector give me a call if you have a question I'll help you on it because I care about them and I want them to succeed. Them succeeding leads to me succeeding and we all grow as a, as, yes. a, as a real estate community. And you're genuine, you know, it's not just like, oh, let me go safely, you know, talk about this or that with this person. It's like, there are people that we followed that were agents. And then I said, mm, unfollow, these aren't our people, you know, just based on the things they're sharing or how they're talking or, you know, you can kind of get a sense about their goals and that kind of thing. So we want to be genuine with people. We want to, you know, whether our business grows really, really fast or it's just enough for the week or the month, you know, we're content with that as long as we are staying true to ourselves and being, you know, real with the people around us. I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I want to underscore this because it's not like a tactic or a strategy that 
inspectors can just do. I think it's a it, to have genuine interest in people. And you're right, Clay, we all have an underlying motivation. We all want more business, right? So we can make money, feed our families, grow and, and this and that. But I think it really shows when people are also genuinely interested in meeting other good people to do business with versus I'm being nice so I can get the business. So like, I want to make that distinction for new inspectors out there because you can only fake it so long. Like you said, Lauren, like people will know if it's like, you just want the business. Um, I want to shift gears. Speaking of your guys' community, like let's talk a little bit just about rural life in terms of the community and the business aspect, because I think a lot a lot of listeners do live and work in rural communities. Some of them are new to rural communities, which can be hard to break into. So I just wanted to riff on this for a bit on your guys' perspective on, um, you know, moving where you moved from closer to town, right? So you're still rural, but you're south of DFW. Is that right? Yeah. So when we, when we sold the farm, we moved into the next biggest town, which is um, Hillsboro. It has a population, I think we looked it up, 8,300 people. So I mean, <laughs> It's not super time, but it's big time. It's (laughs) moving on up. Yeah. Um, It was strategic on our part because it actually gets us kind of closer to the interstate. It it cut about fifteen to twenty minutes travel time for my area usually. Um, One thing, as a rural inspector, uh, you see a lot of stuff that the houses aren't always the same, right? There's not a lot of track houses built in fancy neighborhoods. You see a lot of um, DIY DIY projects, especially in a town like Hillsboro. I do a lot of houses that are 100 years old plus. And that's a whole nother level of inspection that I wasn't ready for, uh, to be honest. You know, when I when I remember telling her when I, I got onto my online classes and they were talking about knob and tube wiring and glass fuse boxes, I was like, I think this is outdated. I'm not going to see that. Well, I was wrong it all the time but the people out in the rural communities you know um it's just people are working hard everywhere right so i feel that people are the same but you do it it does take a a certain type of um person that wants to move out into like the smaller town especially out in the country you know a lot of them are coming from the bigger cities too so we have that in common with them yeah um that's something that's been able to communicate with them as well and another thing too you know, we had our eyes set on our town, which is Hillsboro, and kind of the surrounding rural areas. But when we launched the business, I kind of started Googling because there are a lot of other big, small towns of nine, ten thousand, you know, scattered around us. And I started looking, you know, just Googling this town home inspector and seeing if anything was coming up. And we kind of set our sights on a town that wasn't really on our radar, but it a big town, Corsicana, is about 45 minutes uh, east of us, and it wasn't actually on our radar, but when we when we looked to it, we realized there was not home inspectors Googling oh. that area, so I said, we got to get over there, you know, and start knocking on some yeah. doors, and we did, and actually, we have a huge presence um, with a couple of different offices in that town now, um, and that was a blessing to kind of start thinking in that way. So I would encourage other rural inspectors to kind of just look, you know, if there's 10,000 people in a town like ours, it real estate is popping. We could be totally busy, content, full-time, all day long, just doing what's happening in our town and kind of the surrounding outlying areas. So I wouldn't discount um, you know, kind of if I was a new inspector like we did, um, just kind of taking to Google and seeing where the coverages are 
a lot of our area relies on inspectors coming from either the DFW or coming up north from Waco. And there was a huge gap here that we could step in and fill. One of the things though too is um, to, to talk on the rural and small town aspect though, it's not always easy getting in with the agents yeah. um, in the small town. You think, oh, there's nobody out here, but if they're an agent, they're successful, they're using somebody, mm -hmm. whether they're making that drive. So it even takes time to break in to your own town right and where the outsiders are coming out and doing yeah. the inspections because it's just like a it's more word of mouth yeah. out in the in the country in the rural towns the google presence like i said is not there um they're not getting a lot of hits from websites and stuff it's all this person said use this guy this person is the realtor here in town so it's a little different it takes time mm -hmm. um so that is definitely as a new inspector if you're in a rural area and you want to conquer your little small town, it's going to take time. Yeah. So you're going to have to make some drives into the big city and take those inspections and drive further and, and know that your ultimate goal, it will pick up. It just, it does take time to break into yeah. smaller markets. And since we're closer to some of the bigger markets, we still have to play the Google game and all of that. So we can't just rely on, oh, we're in a small town word of mouth, which gets us a lot of business, but also people who are relocating, they're Googling. And they're going to social media and they're looking at our Instagram and they're looking at our awesome website and, you know, all of these things. So I think it's been said so many times that you really do have to be doing everything. You know, you just have to kind of find the balance and be accessible and answer your phone. He answers his phone. He has my permission outside of church <laughs> to answer Pick his phone. Pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're I, I really think that that is... Um... And maybe in today's world, I've been with other small business owners on site inspections and their phone rings and they're like, oh, somebody needs something, but we're talking. They don't answer the phone. No, don't talk to me. Go answer the phone. Even when I had the day job, I've been in high level production meetings and that phone rang and I just stood up and walked out <laughs> I, I, the phone because people in this world, you know, if, if it rings, they're not going to leave a message. Very rarely do they leave a message. You got to answer that phone, whether you're on the side of the road. How many times I've answered the phone dancing on a rooftop or in an attic space. You have that moment when that phone rings to answer, get the information you need, provide them a quote. And I guarantee if you just answer the phone and you, you will get business yeah. where a lot of people are, won't answer the phone. And that, I think that's a big key too. Yeah. It's so precious. Like each call, cause it can snowball. It could be another referral that lead go, turns into another referral, another referral. You never know who's, who you're about to talk to. Even yeah. if it's just, it's one inspection that I've done this on new builds. I've answered the phone. It was someone who found me on Google and then it turns out, oh, they're building three houses. Now they need phase inspections for these three houses. And now you've earned their trust all because you didn't hit decline when you were in the attic space. Yeah. Right. Everyone ended up being, uh, we have a lot. So that's another thing in the rural world is you won't be rural for long because there are tons of new constructions happening even in our area. And I think even one of them that he did not too long ago ended up being uh, selected to be the HOA president of that new construction yeah. community. So then he's recommending Clay to more people who are moving in uh, for the new construction. So that was one thing we kind of, we, we had it on our minds at the beginning that we needed to get into new construction and he wanted to get some certifications and go to some, you know, weekend seminars and things like that. But we realized kind of almost as soon as we started, like, oh, we definitely need to do this because yeah. there are so many new builds happening out here. 
yeah, the value proposition on new builds is there and they're picking activity back up knowing that existing homes are getting more expensive and in a lot of areas. I'm a big fan of the well-rounded approach that you guys have because I think you you almost have a hedge if anything either slows down or drops off because you have well-rounded word of mouth, Google, new builds. Would you mentioned it takes time with breaking in, you know, with say the rural or smaller town agents. What are some things that you think can either speed that up or what are the actual activities that you believe build trust? So someone kind of feels like they'd recommend you quicker. So you want, oh, okay. Um, well, when I think we look for ways that we can engage with them in a, in a real way. So right out of the bat, we launched in September of 21, that coming Christmas, I was looking for some way that we could give back. And there was some in Corsicana, the town that I mentioned before that we realized there was a big void. Um, there was a couple of agents, just not, uh, they weren't a big office or anything like that, but they were doing a really neat Christmas uh, Santa Claus event and, you know, bring toys to donate to a local charity. And so I just reached out. And I mean, we had like maybe eight inspections, 10 inspections uh, under our belt at that I, point. I think five. Yeah. <laughs> I think we had five inspections under our list. I want to sponsor that. I mean, yeah. I want to get to know them as agents, but I wasn't expecting, you know, any huge return from that. Um, but lo and behold, the agent that put that on ended up breaking off and starting her own team. And then she's built that team into what now, five or six agents. And so we are working with that entire team. Um, and that was amazing. And it, it did take a little while, but I mean, we, we genuinely connected with them. We met them in person. We were able to, you know, really start following and talking on social media. So that's made a big difference. And it, and it does, and, it, and like, it does take time. I think I, it was one of the interviews you did. Um, I don't remember who it was, but every time you say hi to someone or you meet someone, it takes six months mm -hmm. at least for that to pay off. Yeah. Right. So when we did that sponsor event with that, literally, I think it cost me half the inspections I did at that time, you know, because we're like, what do we do? It's like 400. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't bad. But where we were in our, our business and but it took six months of you know it opened the line of that communication it took six months and then you get your first inspection from that meeting that happened you have to look back and realize where did i where did i meet this person this is where that event happened yeah it's six months from now that event will pay off yeah so that's why the well-rounded approach of emails um meet and greet at the if you can stop by the office sometimes now that's not the easiest thing to do um they're never at the office right but there's been a few times where i go in they're at the office i meet them i give them a card i shoot a follow-up email a few days later um oh i made him some so he was going to open houses at the beginning i made these open house survival kits for the agent so, <laughs> I mean, I had it to the T. I was going to the Dollar Tree and I was getting like the little individual packs of Tylenol, a little, um, you know, a little couple pieces of candy and, you know, a little hairbrush with a built-in mirror thing, you know, some sanitizer. And I put them into a little jar and I ordered on Vistaprint some business card stickers to go across that jar. And so he'd go, hi, how you doing? Here's a survival kit. Nice to meet you, da, da, da. And they raved about that. So let me, I want to dig into this because that's creative as hell and I love it. So you, what even got you into the head of an agent that's at an open house? Because that's a great idea and I love it. But like, how? what was your process for even 
So, so one of the things is when I had the day job, I didn't have time to, I'm like, how am I supposed to meet anybody? I'm, I'm at a job till five o'clock at night. So the only opportunity I had was like Saturday morning. And I said, I don't know what to do. Like, how am I going to meet these agents? And typically when you go to an open house, they're, they're selling the house. Right. So I was like, okay, so she would load me up with the survival kits and you feel kind of like you would have to go drive around. I would get on Google and I would map out like 15 open houses and I'd say, see you later. And I'd take off and you have to do it right. You don't go in there when people are walking around and bothering them. They're trying to sell a house. Sure. I literally sat outside of my car, kind of like a creepo. <laughs> I wait for your opportunity, right? And when I know was there. I would go in and I would just introduce myself. And then, you know, you do have to have, I believe it's called the elevator pitch, right? You have 30 seconds right. and you about your stuff. And then you give them like, you give them the little, the little survival kit. And, you know, it's just at that time, the one thing it did is help me talk to people, right? Cause you're one-on-one -on -one with these people at this time. They're, you're, they're not at the office. So they're not busy by emails. They're sitting there wanting to talk to people. And now you have 30 seconds of the time to make your first impression. Mm -hmm. And then that's basically, you know, that's how that started. And it, it had, it wasn't the most successful thing, but it did, it did yeah, introduce me. Yeah. Out of the, out of doing that for yeah. sure. And then, you know, in our small town and even beyond, I think social media is, I know I keep talking about it, but that's kind of my role. So I, I dwell on it, but um, that has given us an opportunity to really cheer people on. And so I feel like, you know, if I'm, if, the people that I've worked with in the past as a nurse, you know, we're very supportive of one another in our, in our career. It's, it's a big team effort at the hospital on any given day. I work in neuro and trauma and these patients are very sick. And so I kind of take that mind frame in, into, you know, the team aspect of, of, you know, we would become a part of their team. So uh, as far as the agents. And so I'm thinking, okay, how can I cheer them on? How can I support them? What can we be doing for them? Um, and so on social media, even in our local group of agents, you know, we may not, may not have met them until maybe a year in, but I was always going, great job, wonderful, da, da, da. Oh, I'm so glad you're doing that. Oh, look at you. You're growing this. Good job. You know, da, 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 everything that they're doing and just genuinely you know, if, if this is a person you want to be on their team, right? So you want to support them so that they can feel like, hey, I like this person. They make me feel good about what I'm doing. I want to work with this person, you know, kind of a thing. Yeah. Not to psychoanalyze you guys, but this just screams to me of like confident, you know, secure people can cheer on others. When you're not in your own head, you can be excited for others. And that is what successful people want to be around. So for inspectors, it's like, well, do what you need to do to build confidence, right? To feel good about what you're doing, because then that shows when you cheer on other people. I think when people can't cheer on others, um, it's just less fun to be around and, and no one wants that. So were you a social media person before this, or did you have to learn the ins and outs of social for business well, purposes? I'm kind of personal one that I played around on, sure. but I mean, I didn't know anything about the reels and all right. of that. So, you know, you could probably look back at the beginning of our, our page. Oh, yeah. We've really been, mainly Instagram has been where we live. Yeah. And of course, everything can carry over to Facebook. But um, yeah, so at the beginning, it was just kind of learning. And then... The logo <laughs> looked all blocky. And, you know, it just kind of... <laughs> I was able to start talking him into like, hey, let's make some quirky videos. Let's do some voiceover stuff. And then we started getting 
so much positive feedback. And I was telling you like, you know, we can share, we want to have a balance and we want to share content that has to do with home inspections, right? But that'll get, you know, a handful of likes. But when we're dancing around acting silly and doing voiceovers and then applying that to home inspection world or real estate world, right? And then giving some content in, you know, below that funny video, catching their attention and then giving some little bits of information um, in the, you know, in the content box. Um, that's where we've really gotten a lot of, of positive feedback and a lot of attention. Yeah. Um, and also too, making uh, reels and uh, different posts about the things happening in our town and mm -hmm. think fun things to do. Um, we post a lot of stuff about our family, what our family's doing on a Saturday. And, you know, we know that a lot of our followers are former clients who now live in our kind of area. And so we're like, hey, go check this out if you haven't. This is the best coffee shop and, you know, stuff like that. And again, it's just that supporting community. Um, and then, of course, we sh we're sharing about our coffee shop. Well, here goes our coffee shop sharing about us. And then, you know, yeah. and it's beautiful back and forth um, of positivity, you know. How did you guys think about um the hurt getting over that hurdle of sharing the personal world mixed with business. And I say that because to some that's a no brainer and it comes natural. The other end of the spectrum inspectors get in their heads again. They're like, Oh, who's, who cares? Like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Did that just kind of come natural to you guys? Or did you have to kind of build yourselves up to say like, okay, let's try the, the funny, silly route or the personal route. We had to get over. You have to be uncomfortable to be successful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> stay comfortable I would have stayed at the day job yeah because sure. that was comfort it was great money I was good at it um I didn't have to, I worked with the same guys for 10 years I didn't have to go out and meet other people I mean before the home inspection business I mean I would probably call myself an introvert I, mm -hmm. I mean I wasn't very outgoing I could talk if I needed to but it took some of those open houses it took some of those uh uh, luncheons where you're in front of six people and it felt like 600 and you're shaking. And Boiler room. Yeah. <laughs> but the other day we were at the ice cream shop and as we were walking out, he goes, all right, y'all have a great night, guys. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I go, who are you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you changed. So we were, we talked about it and it was like, look, you just, the business is, this is my life. So light away home inspections. That's what we try to promote. It's hard because as an inspector, everyone sees clay, 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 but I want the brand to grow. I want to be a multi-inspector uh, firm. I want Lighted Way Home Inspections to grow. So for in order that to grow, they I don't I don't hide behind nothing. They have to see all of it, right? They have to see the, the family side because ultimately my kids are going to take over the business and, and they, you know, that's ho hopefully, right? And, and grow it and, and stuff like that. So that yeah. we did have to kind of talk and just say, look, we're going to, I'm going to dance. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, okay, so for this reel, I'm going to kind of do a little jig. And he's like, oh gosh, no, and you, just, be great. And you have to do it because and ultimately it's a bigger, there's a bigger prize, right? It's, yeah. it's beyond my comfort level. Um, I wanted to grow and I wanted to keep growing bigger and, and be successful. So you have to be uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think it just, it can, it keeps circling back to that being genuine. If we're going to share and make genuine connections with people, homeschooling, our homesteading, our farm, these are parts of our lives, you know? So if we want you to connect with us and get to know us as much as we want to get to know you, then here it all is, you know, here's my, you know, 
I'm I'm in stories. I think a lot more of the personal stuff happens in stories, right? Because yeah. you don't have to commit it to your time, you know, on your timeline. And so I'm in stories, folding laundry and watching, you know, Spectora videos and posting it, you know, yeah. just yeah. Bring the day to day and you want these I'm friends with these people. Yeah. They're not just like co-workers. I'm friends. The agents I work with, I'm friends with them, you know. And it's in order to do that, you have to be real. And, yeah. and even if you have to dance around and kind of be silly, but I mean, everyone's got a sense of humor. Everyone's funny. So you have to let people see that side about you. And then when it's time to be serious and go over, you know, an inspection report, uh, you know, that has its time too. So you have to show all aspects yeah. of it. And we do realize that, especially watching all the videos and all the content that you and, and international have put out that that's not how everybody's doing it. Right. Some people are very professional. It's all about here's the shot of the roof and what's happening and let me explain it and all that, which is great. But we personally just said, look, if we're going to do this, we know how we are, we're going to pour our hearts into this. And so let's just put put it all out there, you know, and grow it for what it is, a family business, you know, our, our kids, we share a little bit with them, uh, of them too, because they're part of who we are. And so I think it just, we're not going in like down that cold kind of, you know, uh, fancy millionaire uh, home inspector company thing. Right, right. Who we are. And so it just is kind of natural to share more and um i think it was just kind of a natural progression of getting more comfortable with social media sharing a little bit more and it's just you know we don't force anything so and i like how you said the early stuff is rough for everybody right we're all embarrassed at our earliest material and we should be because then that means we took action and so that's i always tell inspectors like your first video is going to suck your first post is going to feel clunky you're going to feel weird you're going to hate your nose whatever, it's going to be fine. Right. But I, I love that you guys give yourselves permission to have fun because, um, as a former agent, it's kind of like the no like, and trust rule. Like, do you know them? Do you like them? Do you trust them? And it's like, I don't feel like I can know you if you're not really putting your authentic self out there. And I, I just love that you guys really embrace that. And it's no surprise you've had the success you've had hearing that, having heard this story now. So, um, very well deserved. Um, so I guess what, what are you thinking about now with like the current environment? What are you focused on? Are you doubling down on any of these areas? Kind of what, what, what are we looking at for the rest of this year? So one thing what we did is we found um, one thing I'll I always think inspectors need to know is when I, when I came out, I didn't want to be a SOP inspector, right? I didn't want to do the bare minimum. Right. Uh, one that's uh, some of the older inspectors that have been doing it a long time, they kind of stick in those, um, lanes, right? And as a new inspector, I want to bring the latest technology. So I know one thing that I did that was a personal thing is from my aviation career, I brought thermal imaging with my company and it's included on every inspection. I don't charge more. It's in my inspection. Um, I also am always looking at ways, right? Obviously to generate revenue. So mm -hmm. bringing in stuff like a zip level and doing foundation elevation surveys as an additional um, optional inspection. I'm actually testing Tuesday to have my termite license. Nice. Do WDIs or separate uh, license in the state of Texas. And that was kind of a weak spot for us. Mm -hmm. We didn't have it. We lost some inspections because, because of it. I was able to hook up with a couple of local guys, right? But then you're relying on someone else. Is he going right. to show up? So that was something we had to, I didn't want to go back to school and do that stuff and study at night, but we just finished that up. Yeah. Have to do it. The um, the new construction thing's big. Um, always looking at 
not only talking to agents, but with other inspectors. One thing about the Spectora community is real big on uh, Instagram. I, I like to talk to Philip Dancer, who you guys are real familiar with. I yeah. We've talked about new construction together. And, you know, one thing he told me that always stuck with me is he always wanted to be the guy the clients call first, mm -hmm. right? A lot of inspectors want to go in and do the job and leave. But no, I want my agents to call me, my clients to call me. If you don't know where your GFCI tripped at three months from later, call me. I'll let you know, you know, and that's something cool to always be open in those lines of communication with other inspectors that will allow it, right? We talked on the, lo the local ones are kind of hard, but go on the social media. There's so many inspectors from all over the country ready to grow. And so really kind of doubling down on always um, adding new stuff to the, yeah, to the repertoire. The extra services, you know, we are on, we're right on track almost perfectly to double our first year number this year. So we're at 185 as of today for the year and a half that we've been in our business. Love that you know your numbers, by the way. Kudos to that. Every inspector should be able to recite that if someone walks up to him on the street. <laughs> Gotta have we, so we between now and I think we need like 40 more in the next two and a half months. So we're right on track to double those numbers. And yeah. that was, I couldn't even, I, like I said, I thought 10 would be great. <laughs> so have that many and some some people might some have done 250 their first year yeah one thing as a rule inspector i'll have to like let guys know is the amount of driving you do oh, so much driving. is there's no way you're doing three in a day he did about you know he did right under seven thousand miles the first year yeah so you gotta put you gotta put the miles in and one thing is too is um i think that's actually helped me not only that i drove so far to my day job that i was used to driving but there's not a place I won't go. If it's yeah. in Texas, I'll inspect it. <laughs> I'll quote you a price, yeah. right? You might find a cheaper price. You probably will. <laughs> be willing to go out there and be that guy because if you come through in a pinch for an agent that say, say you're not their number one, that's fine. I'll be their number two. Yeah. That's fine. I'll give me 15 and I'll be the number two. And then when you come in for a pinch and we'll go out to that far place that their other guy wouldn't, and you have that opportunity to impress that agent, impress that client, which leads to a good Google review, um, leads to them recommend you more, then you become the number one. Yeah. And so always just be willing to roll with the punches. You're a business owner now. You don't always get the 10-minute job down the street. You might have to go far that day, uh, but always be looking to expand your horizons, add to other inspections, Yeah. be and willing to drive. We're thinking too about, you know, where the way that we are projected with inspections, when we might be ready to take on another inspector with maybe as early as the next year. Um, so depending on how hard and how long he wants to work, like, uh, you know, these long days sometimes. But so we're already kind of inquiring, like, with the young men at our church or, you know, family members or cousins and saying, hey, you know, we've got this whole business thing going. And, you know, that first jump into that, that second inspector is really scary. And so um, we're kind of like just putting out feelers like of people we would trust or someone we may know or, you know, that kind of thing um, just to see what, you know, who might be interested and who might be ready to, to start. Doing yeah, I think, courses I think like to be also successful besides being uncomfortable, you always have to be looking way down the future, yeah. right? I don't want to say, oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm content. I'm not content with just being a home inspector. I want multiple guys underneath me. Mm -hmm. I want to grow it, you know, and you want to move on. So you always have to be thinking down the line. We've had those talks like, what do we do if we have yeah. to add another guy? Then you start getting stressed out and kind of back off of it, you know, mm -hmm. but always keep that, always think of the future because it takes so long 
like I said, everyone you meet, if that takes six months, you need to be six months ahead at least on all your decisions yeah. or you'll stay stagnant. If you're not growing, you're declining. So um, that's just, that's one of the things you got to always keep in mind, always be looking towards the future. Yeah, I was able to go to a, a local real estate office and just kind of do a fun little lunch and learn about using social media and Instagram and things like that. And I thought, man, this is kind of cool, you know, maybe I could see like teach, teaching CEs in my future or something like that. So I'm kind of thinking about that. Um, but of course, I, you know, I have my nursing career, which is, and then, you know, we're taking care of the kids and all of that. So, but we're just always thinking about how, what could we do with this? What else, you know, could spring from this and yeah. kind of dreaming really you yeah. know it's all just you know you're dreaming but then that's how it starts right and then you start going okay well how can they actually get to that what do we yeah. need to do to get there um and before you know it you're a year and a half in and you've quit your day job and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so you're keep, doing it you know? big, right Always. watching sarah wilson of wilson and son and she and i kind of connected on social media too and and um and watching them in interviews and we were just getting started and i was going wow look she's doing it she's supporting her husband and they're you know they're doing yeah. and and now here we are and yeah. you know just one step at a time yeah you know? You guys remind me of them. So I'm so glad you mentioned them because you could tell it's like a power couple having fun, experimenting, dreaming big, and just like taking action day after day. And uh, it makes me so happy to see, like, I'm so like beyond excited for you guys. Um, your people are going to want to reach out to you. What's the Instagram? I'll, I'll link to everything in the description, but any, anything else that we didn't jump into? Um, and then where can people find you guys? Cause I, I know people will want to connect with energy like this. Yeah, um, I'll let her tell her to, to get a hold of us. She's got it all memorized. Oh, yeah. We're just, we're Lighted Way Home Inspections. And we're on Instagram and Facebook. And um, Clay, your email, your phone number, whatever. You yeah, and you can always reach out, email Clay at lightedwayhomeinspections.com. Um, that's also our website. You can reach out and contact us, um, which is, we just love what we do. And we yeah, just hope we, we can continue to grow. And if any wives or, or whoever wants to email me, I'm Lauren at lightawayhomeinspections.com. So yeah. just find us on Instagram and come and laugh at our silly videos. And, yeah. uh, you know, we can start following you and, and anyone that wants to, you know, start building connections. Awesome. You guys are a perfect example of someone that tried all, <laughs> tried all the different things you could do to succeed pulled on threads that were there, continue to, you know, diversify all the activities you're doing. And so truly I congrats. Like this is, I'm so glad, you know, Rodaline connected us. Um, couldn't happen to better people. And I want to, I expect to check in with you guys another six months and see how these end of year, you know, turns out for you guys. Yeah. Thank you guys for the time. Um, we'll be connecting on social media and all that. And I'll let you guys know kind of when, when this drops, but lots of great nuggets for the community. So thank you for being willing to, to share your experience and give back. I think this is what helps the guy that's full, at his full-time job right now, you know, and his wife having those conversations. I just want to thank you. I mean, this isn't like, it's kind of corny, but your software is amazing. <laughs> so one of the things guys, um, if you're starting out, go before I even did any of my classes, I went and looked at all the software companies. I, the tech. I, you know, I'm kind of nerded out. I wanted to see what am I going to use? Am I going to use a tablet? What software am I going to use? And when you're especially as a new guy, 
especially as someone that had a full-time job, Spectora gave me everything all there. I didn't have to go use five different softwares. Everything I'll do is right there. Um, I'll be honest, the, the reason I picked you is because your arrows look the best. <laughs> uh, eventually, that was how it, I was like, man, look, like that final I was like, look at these arrows. Are crispy, nice. crispy arrows, yeah. Software <laughs> companies, uh, they come out, their stuff looks like it was made on Windows 95. Yeah. And it just, it just doesn't look appealing to the eye. So when I saw that, that's when I first went and did the first free trial. And then I told her, I was like, look, it can store all my metrics. They can make our website. And that was so easy. All in oh one spot. Goodness. Take Thank credit you. card payments, yeah. load up the pre-agreements. I mean, you guys have the automation on point and we just thank you so much for everything y'all do for us. The chat bubble, if I ever need help, I go in and chat. I have someone right there that helps me out. It's it's great. That's awesome. We love using you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. We do this so you guys can do all the things you just you know talked about in the last hour because that's how you guys should be spending your time. So uh, it's a it's a beautiful relationship. Awesome, yeah. appreciate it. All right, well, thank you, and um, we'll talk soon. All okay, right. have a good day. Care, All guys. right, take care.